Welcome to the Personal Jukebox Podcast. How we doing out there, people? My name's Simon, and I'm joined with, for this episode, not only the Simon Jordan of the Personal Jukebox Podcast, but as we found out last night, last time, also the Susie Dent of the Personal Jukebox Podcast, as he was called into action to answer a question placed by little Si. How you doing, Stuart Boyd? Hello, 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 hello. I'm exhausted. <laughs> a man of many talents. Oh. Did you realise that you were uh, on, on standby then when we, were, when we were floating questions at you? You were lucky you caught me, to be fair. Mm. When I looked at the time that we were, I thought, oh, he might be changing the nipper now, or he might be bathing or doing anything. In all honesty, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> what time was it that late, was it? It was after half, eight, anyway. Half seven, maybe. <laughs> How you doing, anyway? You all right? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty decent. Got uh, half a tank of petrol, so yes. doesn't get much better than that. Oh, man. <laughs> Have Breaking you... the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. Have you been uh, experiencing difficulties this week? None whatsoever. No, man. None whatsoever. Uh, we were talking before we came on. I was in Wales um, over the weekend, mm-hmm. and... Um, Got some petrol on the Thursday night. Didn't know anything was going on. This was before like, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, 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 drove, yeah, yeah. Drove straight on. Crazy um, times. Yeah. Hit a load of queues through Herefordshire going as, out. As word was spreading. Yeah. 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 Then Monday morning, drove back through Wales, passed about seven, eight forecourts. Could have driven on quite easily. <laughs> Obviously had petrol. As soon as we're over the border, back, yeah. in, back, into, back into England. First village you hit, mm. absolute gridlock. Um, oh, mate, honestly. It's, it's ridiculous. The shit that was going on last weekend, if you've been out today, I hope that all the people who are doing it have looked at it and thought, man, aren't we twats for bloody <laughs> <laughs> for queuing last week when they said there's nothing? <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I was down south this week yep. as well, and they were like... It's worse you know, down there, isn't oh, it? Oh, they were like taking it to another level, yeah. trying yeah. to... Trying to get the uh, trying to get the jump on everything. Yeah, yeah. Guy I know saw someone filling a jerry can for three pound twenty six. <laughs> What's the point? What are you going to miss out on? It's yeah. like, well, I can't do it now. Yeah. But yeah, fuck your uh, fuck your queuing for petrol. Fuck your biannual World Cups. Fuck your gender neutral cricketers. <laughs> fuck your I don't know whatever else as well. That's taken my eye over the last week or oh, so. Oh, this biannual no, no. It's literally all about well, the the. This is more the, pres- the prestige is in the, uh, let's hit up a wrestling reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have been Sam Muchnick's office back Sam in like Muchnick, the 50s yeah, yeah. or something like that. They were on about drawing houses and uh, I can't remember who told the story, but they said there was a kid in the office who was like, oh, the Battle Royal always always draws, but we only do, do one once a year. So let's do two a year and draw a house. And probably Muchnick. It was an old time promoter. Mm-hmm. Calm as you like, said to him, kid, the Battle Royal draws. Because we only do it once a year. Yeah, it's completely right, isn't it? Yeah. I don't understand why um, it's Wenger as well who's doing it, who's used to be, a, the, you know, the football guy. Having said that, was it Wenger wanted um, FA Cup? He was one of the first to want FA Cup replays scrapped, wasn't he? And um, yeah. this this was at the time when Arsenal won the fourth place trophy every single season. But to now play, he wants more football. Yeah, to play <laughs> through two qualifying rounds of the... Um, Air quote Champions League and uh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. as long as it's not your cash cow arson, you know. I don't agree with that. And as I said, the gender neutral footballers, did you see that? Haven't that, seen uh, that. No, cricketers. Cricketers. Yeah. No, I see it. Well, I don't like cricket. No, as well. uh, as your fellow one said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um they're not gonna be referred to as batsmen now. Okay. It's just batter. 
Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's man, that's woman. Yeah, who, who, I don't know. Who some gives you shit? It's some just... Ferris Bueller vibes going on there. Hey, batter, 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 <laughs> swing, batter. <laughs> nice. Um, into what we're doing tonight. This is this is a band who you've put your love out there for before. Definitely. Electric Six we're yeah. looking at tonight. Yeah. Question for you, host and Sven mm. Um, Would this be the first uh, episode of the podcast that's directly or indirectly come about due to a listener question? Um, I would say possibly so, yes. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Going back to um, a band who, what was it, a band or artist who you were into and people aren't yeah a bit, yeah bit of an outlier maybe yeah. yeah um yeah i would say that i don't know if they did the did the 80s chart come about like that but yeah yeah band wise 100 percent definitely um electric sicker a band who we'll, we'll get into it as we as we go through but a band who i didn't know much about yeah uh, they've kind of written off as a two-hit wonder and very few people seem to realize they've got it's into the mid-teens now in number of albums. I've 14 albums. Myself. There you go. They've got 14 albums, two rarities albums, and one live album. Two live albums. Oh, two live yeah, albums. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right, yeah. Because as we were talking before we went went on air, I'm actually in the audience for one of them. Yes, yeah, yes. The, the, um, the latter of the two. What was it called? What was it, it was called, called You're Welcome, and uh, it, was a, uh, it was a Deep Cuts album, and they advertised it ahead of time. Uh-huh. Um that that's what it was going to be. Did they that it was going to be a typing for a live yeah, show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that it was going to be deep cuts. So we yeah. went down to Oxford um, for that bad boy. But there were people in the crowd with uh, dressed in the uh, Abraham Lincoln gear and shouting for gay bar. And you were just looking over and thought, <laughs> you haven't caught this out. They've... They're not. They're not going to play the hits. <laughs> Did they not play? No, they're on the. Uh, they're on the first live album. So, okay. so just, yeah, th- this is for the fans. This is the deep cuts. Yeah. Of which they have some deep cuts. Oh, I can imagine they do. Yeah. I took a look through um, the names of songs. Yep. Uh, there's some, you know, some novel story, uh, song naming yeah. tactics going on. Definitely. Anything stand out for you? Mm. You know, I knew you were going to ask me that because I thought, oh, I'll write a few of these down. Yeah. But I haven't, no. <laughs> but there's lots on this album. But yeah. yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. this, so we're looking at the Fire, the album by Electric Six. The debut. The debut album. Yeah. By, um, it was released in May 2003. Sounds about right. Yeah, May 2003. Uh, it got to number seven on the UK charts. Would that be their highest... Placing album like commercially by an absolute mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. they're uh, they're more commercially successful in the UK than anywhere else. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, being on, they're all from uh, where are they from? Detroit. From Detroit. Yeah, I mislabeled them as from uh, Chicago. In yes, you the did. Previous yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah. when I was L- looking. Listen back and um, <laughs> yeah, facepalm moment. A six six piece, obviously electric yep. six. Hence the name. Yes, like five. Yep, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And previously um, to. Changing the name, they were called the Wild Bunch, but there yes, was an English were. band of the same name. So yes, they, yeah, they, they changed on that basis. Didn't they change when they signed to XL? Yes, yeah, yeah, they did. Because they, they were called the Wild Bunch, all this kind of stuff. Signed with XL Recordings, those of Prodigy, Fame, and stuff like that. XL were. I think they were on there very briefly. I think oh, they yeah. signed to an. Were they still on XL? Signed to another label. The second album, Senior Smoke, was on a streaming in streaming service Purgatory mm-hmm. for years. It actually cropped up this year um, okay. on all the streaming services, and that was something to do with the rights for and their UK 
UK record deal being different than their US record deal because it was on Spotify in America and they've jumped around labels for forever. Mm. Um, I think they're, they're quite comfortably on uh, Metropolis now, which uh, is a small label. It's really weird, some of the the rights things that hold, yeah. thing, hold songs up, who holds the rights and... You can go into down really black holes with some bands' back catalogue, uh, and some even re-record the songs. Was it was it Taylor Swift recently who re-recorded her entire back catalogue because the rights were signed to somebody else? I think something? so. Well, in the Sixes' newest album, uh, which uh, all covers, which has come out in the last few months, yeah. uh, on the end of that are a, a re-recordings of the uh, the two big hits on this album with their current lineup. Okay, um, they haven't addressed it, but. Um, Rumour among the fan base is it's something to do with uh, the rights and how they don't actually get mm. any royalties from streaming for mm. those two. It's yeah, yeah, how yeah. true that is, I don't know. It's it's a rumour that's out there. Do you reckon this is a way, you know, how a lot of artists have just sold the rights to their own songs? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think that's a way of getting around that? If you sell the rights to the previous versions and then can record new ones to then make new royalties on? Until someone files a lawsuit the yeah. first time it's done, then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have thought that's... Need a... someone to give it a go. Yeah, I think it was on the Offspring episode, me and Si were talking about it, and I was surprised at how small they had sold theirs for compared to other other artists, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It didn't seem a lot, but I suppose they've already made the, the beef out of any royalties of them early albums, haven't they, really? Yeah, yeah, unless you're a, uh, a Michael Jackson or a Bob Dylan or uh, a Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, think, you, I think Dylan was the biggest yeah, one, weren't he, at the time? Yeah. Yeah. You're making that bread at the front end, aren't you, really? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. All right, yeah, so they're a six-piece, as we said. Yep. Um, when they were the Wild Bunch, is his name Tyler Spencer? Tyler, Tyler Spencer. Yeah, yeah that's Tyler. his real name, yeah. isn't it, the singer? Yeah. And when they were the Wild Bunch, he was called Dick Pounder, is that right? He was no, the... Jackson. Jackson Pounder. Yes. Jackson Pounder. Yeah. Dick Pounder. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's Dick this time, isn't he? Um, yeah, Jackson Pounder. So when they changed the name, signed to the new label, he changed his. What's the word? What's the word? Pseudonym. Pseudonym, that's it. Changed his pseudonym to Dick Valentine. Yep. Vocals and guitar. Occasional guitar, very occasional guitar. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Electric Six Gigs are the only place where you can freely. Chant mid show, mm. we love Dick. Okay. And get away with it. It's yes. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> we love Dick. Uh, as well, on this album, we've got the, the rock and roll Indian. Yep. On guitar. Is it Serge Jobot? Serge Jobot. Yep. Serge Jobot. Disco on bass. Yep. And M on drums. Yep. And yep. Uh, Tate Nucleus on synth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who he and Dick are the only two um, members who recorded this album. Still with the band. Oh, is he they're, as well? Yeah, they're the oh, only okay. ever presence. Yeah, all oh, right. This got some, I don't know, varied reviews, really. Um, if you look at Met- Metacritic, it, get, it still gets a score of 70, which is quite... That's fairly decent. ...quite really yeah. respectable. Yeah. Um, yeah, 70, generally favourable reviewers. Uh, the highest one coming from Village Voice. You've heard of Village yeah, Voice. New yeah. York, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a 91, when they're saying, oh, they exist only to rock your world. If you don't let them, you're the stupid one. Okay. Um, AV Club, give them a, a 90, right down to Rolling Stone, 80, the summer's most brilliantly demented party record. Amazon, I didn't realise Amazon do reviews, but Electric Six is the most exciting band to come tumbling out of Detroit since Kiss. <laughs> 
Okay. I don't know where you want to take that. Yeah, but there'll be um, there'll be mixed opinions on on whether that constitutes praise or not. I thought Mojo's review: the result is ZZ Top's Eliminator meets the best of Chic. Yeah, which yeah. you know, I thought that. Oh yeah, that 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 gave a, a bit of a thing. Uh, Q, it's strangely coy, preferring to camp it up than giving to full on indecency, which isn't to say it doesn't have its moments. Uh, right down to, I think it was Pitchfork. Pitchfork, pandit. Yeah. As, uh, as good pandit. as Danger High Voltage is, the rest of this album is simply not worth it. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think 70 overall really isn't yeah. a bad uh, bad score if you compare it to other stuff. Well, I like Fiona Apple, but Pitchfork, 10 for Fetch the Bolt Cutters, seriously. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's harsh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah notoriously harsh, though. Mm. Have, you, have you heard of Robert Christigo? You no. will have, won't you? No, I don't think no. so. No, American writer. He um, writ for Rolling Stone and stuff like that. I'll, I'll read his, his review okay. of Fire. Uh, he's, he is another one who is notorious, notoriously harsh. Yep. He put, hey, I thought our scene had dibs on rocking affection. He's an older guy. But since Iggy invented the shit, it's only just that these Detroiters do it better than Interpol, etc. Nukes and conflagrations, gay bars and milf porn, discos and taco bells. Their metaphors know no conscience and not much sense. They exist only to rock your world, even if you don't let them, you're the stupid one. So yeah, that was him. A minus he gave it, which for um, Robert Christigau is very high praise indeed. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. That's odd. Yeah. Ge- generally unaware that there was uh, there was such uh, critical esteem for it out there, but that's good. I, th- I think that thing that we said about uh, what was it something mixed with chic is is very much. It, I found various descriptions of Electric Six range from garage rock, disco, punk rock, new wave, and metal. And I think all of the above apply. <laughs> yeah, in, it's uh, literally a proper doses. mishmash. Um, we'll get into probably more thoughts about them on the way through. Coming into this, yep. I completely thought that they were like a comedy band. Yeah. I, could say, I could say why. You know what and I mean? I wouldn't say that's unfair. Yeah, yeah. Not as panto as The Darkness. No. But definitely a tongue-in-cheek comedy band kind well, of going Well, that's in there. kind of harking back to the Pitchfork review, because I did have a read of that this mm-hmm. week. Um, and... They seemed the the reviewer there seemed to be under the impression that tongue wasn't planted firmly in cheek. So I've kind of picked out a few examples of anybody who can't see that. Where, is, yeah, yeah. Where where it basically yeah where it blatantly is absolutely. Mm, definitely, I don't think you can you can you can not misplace that. Right. So um, we'll have a look at the number ones at the time. Number one in the UK. Everybody knows this song. Another a guy who I believe this week is even had more shame cast upon him. Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you the way you do the things you do. Has he not been convicted on sex trafficking? Yeah, shame's putting it lightly. Has he been sentenced yet? I don't think he's been sentenced now. He's definitely had the charges put forward. He found guilty, wasn't he? On all he's found guilty, man. There's a video of him pissing on a 14 year old girl's face. Mm. <laughs> How are you gonna get out of that one? <laughs> Is that your dick? Is that your piss? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. The Netflix series is a hard watch as well. I haven't seen it. Yeah, Surviving R. Kelly. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. It was yeah. on there. It's some of that Lindsay won't bloody watch, oh, which yeah, I would watch. I was gonna say, send, yeah. send the wife to bed. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a bit? Yeah. 
It's a bit taster, yeah. Well, not in that way. It's grim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. grim. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could watch that, though, most probably. Um, you watch the whole... What's his name? The bloody one who died, who they were chasing down the room. Gillian Maxwell, have you seen the new... No, that's that's no. what it's on my on you, my ever expanded to watch list. On your on your to do list. Yeah. 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 Mama rolling that body got every man in here wishing sipping on coke and rum. I'm like so what I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend that I'm about to Okay, so you can see what kind of talk and remember that being out, man, R. Kelly has obviously had his fling before, hadn't he? And it was everywhere, wasn't it? Mm. Was, was that uh, pre or post Aaliyah? Um Oh, it's got to be post. When did Aaliyah die? Aaliyah's the one who's dead, isn't she? Yeah, it can't have been. And she was young. Plane crash Aaliyah, is that right? Yeah. It can't have been long after this. Yeah, I don't know when exactly that was. Yeah, I I think it may have been before. Um, But another guy who was obviously massive at the time. Number one album in the UK. Justin Timberlake with the um, Justified album. Yeah. I don't, well, I can't say I don't get Justin Timberlake because, you know, it's only for you or me anyway, is it? But some people are like mega on there, Justin Timberlake, rate him highly, class him as a, you know, always a real artist kind of thing. all time great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know a bloke our age who <laughs> resembles that remark. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. It's it's so far above my head, it's hitting, hitting pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> along the along the lines of the R. Kelly thing, though, did you ever hear Lost Profits cover of this song? No. It's really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, was, no. it was really, really good. I think they did it on, like, a live lounge or something. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it, mate, honestly, sound-wise, putting, oh. putting everything to one side. Yeah. Good good job with the cover. Um, what was his name? Ian. Ian, yeah. good job yeah. with the cover, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you're keeping those covers up to your chin, Ian. <laughs> I think wasn't this like um, Justin's retort to Britney? Wasn't it a bit of a? Wasn't it aimed at Britney? This song. You can see how it would have been. Yeah, Kind of thinking about it. The timeline's hazy, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, Britney knocked seven bells out of Justin, didn't she? Yeah, not figuratively, not literally. Probably literally. We hasten to add. Who knows? And has she won a freedom now, Britney? Isn't there a new thing on? There's is a, do- there's is a documentary on coming well? about that now. I think it might even I think be it's on this week. I noticed it yesterday. Uh, was it Britney versus Spears or something yeah. like that? Oh, that's my tomorrow night sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I, uh, I think I've said before, I watched the, the one that was on Sky, but I haven't seen that new one. Uh, number, number one in the US, you always get a shit one of these. Shake that thing, miss. Can I, can I shake that thing, miss? Sean DePaul. Shake that thing, yeah. Donna, Donna, Jordi and Rebecca. Woman, get busy. Just shake that booty non-stop when the beat drop. Just keep swinging it, get jiggy. Get drunk, up, percolate. Anything you want, call it hostility. If I don't take pity, I want to see you get... Not much going on there, is there? Absolute Scottish footballers, I see. I Yo, sexy ladies, one part with us, and I the car with us, them not with us. 
<laughs> yeah, I ain't into that kind of thing. Um, not Sean Paul for me. No. No, no, no. I'm just, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one gets started with a song I thought was actually a single, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah, it was. Yes, it was a single. It was the third single here released. Third, fourth. Third single off the album. And he got to number 40 on the charts. I believe it was the last single that was released off the album as well. This album gets started with a track called Dance Commander. Now. You must have been a dance commander. Given not the order for fun. I think you kind of get you what you're in for from this first track. You know Definitely, it's, it's a short, sharp open to a short, sharp album. Let's hear it. Let's hear it kick in. to nip this in the bud yeah in that little bit you literally get my favorite things and my least favorite things of this album and electric six okay, okay. i like the simple nice beefy riffs yep it's boogieing along it's bopping along it's a proper bop isn't it really it is but it is. with a riff behind it love it i just don't know about the vocals Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying the guy can't sing. I don't know if I like comedy in my music. Yeah? Yeah, I'm with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. that that's the thing. Because yeah. were you... Um, the were delivery you, is sardonic at times, isn't it? It's, yes. It's... And when it's not sardonic, I think it's laced with lashings and lashings of Red Leicester. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, like, sometimes, if you can... You know, we said about that that review wasn't getting the tongue firmly planted in yeah. cheek thing. And I think you can get away with a lot sometimes if you're just going, yeah. you know, you're giving the nudge and you're saying, yeah. Some of the lyrics, especially later on in some of the songs, uh, the rhyme in which, you know, oh God, what was, and not just used this to say, the killer's this and then this one. You know, there was um, a, a lyric in one of the killer's songs and you were like, oh my God, he's going to go with, this song to rhyme it. Was it? No, it was. It was a rhyme. It was, it was on one of the early ones, wasn't it? One of the early. Oh, is it? You'll, you'll be a man. He'll make you understand. Off small lot, you mean it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. There's, there's, there's one some predictable on. rhyme. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you get away with it a bit more with, as I say, with the tongue in cheek thing. Yeah, I think. Give me your. The music, I, I've kind of got this noted for, um, a, it's actually the next track, mm. but um, in a lot of places, I think the music's embellished by the character of the vocals and the consistency of that, and through the, the same songwriting, the same arrangements, the same lyrics projected through another lens, probably wouldn't hold up as well. Mm. I think as a band, throughout the years, I think they've, through that kind of delivery and... That they're kind of stylings, really, for one want yeah, of a yeah, better yeah. phrase. That's really poor phrasing. <laughs> but I think they've built up a lot of goodwill. I think I said on the previous episode where I talked about them, they don't leave anything on the cutting room floor. They mm-hmm. just put everything out. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff they, um, they've they put out on subsequent albums, I'm thinking there's a song called... It's on uh, their fourth album, I think. Um, I'm not going to reel out the 
title because mm. we'll be here all day. It's a long one. <laughs> um, it's called Randy's Hot Tonight. And yeah. I think any other band who put that out without sort of that um, precursor having warmed the crowd up to what they were about, it would be absolutely shit on. I'd absolutely hate it. But I've got to admit, when I played it live, I popped for it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> See, I think they're perfect for um, a band to have a really uh, loyal fan base kind of thing. Everyone's in on it. Great opener to the album, though. Yeah, great. Like it. It's a proper mo. Yeah, um, and it's it's an uplifting man. From from we didn't say about the uh, the album cover. It's got that disco vibe running through it. This album is out to have a good time. Absolutely. It's a, like you said at the start, it's uh, an amalgamation of all those different uh, influences, Mm -hmm. all those different styles. And when I said uh, at the beginning of the uh, Pumpkins episode about how they were kind of, their career trajectory was dictated by those two early hits. Yeah, yeah. People may have got a misconception of them, and I talked a bit about the career they potentially could have had if that hadn't been the case. I firmly believe that for sort of our generation, the way the sort of early punks, I know Steve Jones from the Pistols talks about it in his autobiography, how they were all kind of fans of Sparks, who jumped around from genre to genre like that. Electric Six with a bit more quality control, a bit more freedom where they're not trying to shake that tag maybe or where they're not limited by that tag. They could really, I I genuinely believe they could have been our generation Sparks. Do you think they pigeonhole themselves more so than people put, putting them into a pigeonhole? Do you think they want to like like live within that kind of, I don't know, that niche, slightly comedic um, band for want of a different want of a different term? I don't think they'd disown it. Yeah, gi- yeah. given the uh, given the that's given like the their choice. kiss, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, oh, that's, definitely. That's their thing. Yeah, absolutely. The maybe the what you said about uh, band members coming and going. Yeah, the past band mem- members gone on to do other stuff, or have they like disappeared? Not really, uh, especially with the original lineup. Yeah, I think what kind of happened in the original lineup. I saw that this is this kind of comes to the story of how I kind of got to Electric Six. Mm-hmm. Um, was I was being given a lift home uh, by someone I haven't thought about for years, <laughs> um, a girl called Lydia Simkiss, and it was this okay. was on the radio and. Danger high voltage, and I was like, well, what's, what's this? It was completely a, different at yeah, the time. Definitely. I was like, mm. this is a bit weird. And she's like, yeah, this is crap. Um, <laughs> and I didn't think about it again. Yeah. Then I saw them on uh, Jules Holland doing yes. uh, Danger, and they absolutely smashed it. It okay, was yeah. a phenomenal performance. It's on on the YouTubes yes, if you want to check that YouTubes, out. Yeah. Danger high voltage, uh, Jules Holland. Legend is they more or less split up that night, the original okay, lineup, yeah. uh, Jules Holland, because. The story is that they were a uh, they were a jobbing band uh, around Detroit, uh-huh. um, playing gigs here and there. But when they actually recorded and went out on the road and toured the world, they realised they couldn't coexist in the they same bubble. Like so other, yeah. yeah, by the time they were actually touring this album, three of the band were out and three other guys were in. So, okay, um, that's it. For for that first for the first song, cracking start to an album, as I say, it is. I love that ascending riff as well. See, if you'd stick to that vocal style, I'm sound. 
it's, it's just that, all right, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's not too much of that. No, there's yeah. not loads of it, no. Yeah. Just to kind of um, tag on from that and sort of segue back to um, what you said on the previous episode when you were... Uh, you messaged me about my vitriol. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was I was kind of thinking about uh, yeah. <laughs> about them for this because do you remember um, we talk so much about when music we used to consume it in its physical format. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. There were the limitations of cost and so on and so forth. Mm. But when your music shops, you, your your HMVs and your Virgin Mega Stores, they used to do those offers of like three for twenty pound, five for thirty pounds. Oh yeah, and yeah. they were a great way of filling back catalogues. Yes, they were. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the way mm. I, I kind of came to this album. I'd seen that Jules performance. Yeah. And then. I was doing it. You do. You'd buy your new releases, and you do one of those runs a month, really. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Back in the yeah. yeah. So you got into Sepultura through Roots, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, you'd pick up Chaos AD uh-huh. and Arise, but you weren't picking up like Morbid Visions unless it was in, unless it was in one of those offers. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, yeah, you'd yeah, fill yeah. some gaps there. You'd have your like twenty quid or thirty quid because in those days it sounds you'd blow a raspberry that now, but it, that represented some serious bang for your buck. Oh wow, back in those yeah. days. But when you were kind of you had those four. You were you were making up the numbers, weren't you? So uh-huh, uh-huh. you'd go. I, th- I think in those days, when you came to a new band, if they weren't um, popular, if they weren't visible in the mainstream, you either got them by um, CD samplers on, mm-hmm. in music press. Uh, there were support acts somewhere, or basically on a review, you'd take a chance. Mm. And I think when you had that one to make up the numbers, basically an album you were probably getting for a couple of quid mm. in one of those. Oh yeah, you're more, far offers. more willing to. Yeah. Yeah. This album was one that I picked up kind of as one of those five okay. at one point. So I was just like, yeah, they were good on Jules, so I picked that up. And a few others I, I picked up kind of that method. Uh-huh. Uh, you mentioned my vitriol on a previous episode. So their one and only album, yeah, Fine yeah. Lines, was one of those five. And a couple of other decent ones, um, See This Through and Leave by the Cooper Temple Claws. Uh, I'm only, ever, uh, only aware of one. Did they do Blind Pilots? Or was that another band? I can't remember. I know. I know the name Cooper Temple Claws, yeah. but uh, I don't know a lot by it. I forget song titles. They're yeah. kind of lost in the dense mist yeah. of time. And uh, another one-off uh, album, which I remember, it's prob. I don't know whether it's actually aged that well, mm-hmm. but I remember uh, One Minute Science by a band called Sunna. Okay. I picked up in those those fives and remember that was a corker. And yeah. yeah, I don't think they ever did any anything else, but may not have aged well. Probably haven't listened to it in the best part of twenty years. I can I can remember going to um when there was still a Virgin Mega Store in Star City, yeah, in Birmingham, the one and only time I've ever been to Star City, and I don't think I'd be going out with Lindsay for long. And we went in there and picked up five albums, and it was, um, I think I had the Rage Against Machine, Rage Against Machine album, yeah. Nevermind, uh, definitely maybe because mine got nicked from my car once. Uh, and I think she had an Avril Lavigne album and the Madonna Immaculate Collection. So I'll tell you what, that's not a bad five. five. Album yeah. Hall. Yeah, <laughs> that was that, all right. Yeah, that, that takes some beating. <laughs> yeah, man, all oh, the days of CD buying. Eh? Did you see uh, that the new Limp Bizkit track is out this week? I've seen it out. Yeah, Dad, give it a Dad spin vibes. We'll, we'll come back yeah. from the uh, from yeah. the thingy with it. And GNR have got a new one, haven't they? I haven't given yes, that a spin either. I heard that. Apparently, it doesn't sound very Guns and Roses, eh? Okay. I don't. I haven't heard it. I heard somebody yeah. talking about it, and I thought, "Oh, I'll listen to that." Oh, oh okay. And I didn't. But um, can do you know get, what it's called? Can, now, can we get that up right now? Hang on, let's have a look. Uh, Guns and Roses. Let's have a look. Oh, 
Oh, it's called Hard School. Okay. Yeah, let's have a let's have a bit of a listen to this. Hot takes. Straight away, I'm thinking, oh, that sounds a bit more classic GNR than anything on Chinese democracy. Oh, by far. Yeah? By far, definitely. Unless sounds... you're talking a couple of the piano ballads up there and use your illusion. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's re- reminiscent of the glory days. Maybe sounds like a, someone doing a cover of a, an Appetite Era song, but... Yeah, it might be just having Slash on the guitars yeah, makes yeah. that difference. But at this stage, you'll take that, won't Yeah. I was really taken unaware when I heard about that this yeah. week, but... Uh, Perfectly acceptable, do you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfectly acceptable. They are spelling school S K O L though. Well, <laughs> as long as there's no Z's in lieu of S's, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll give them a bit of leeway. Let them have Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That was unexpected. We'll get back into what we were doing. Uh, Dance, Dance Commander started off the album on a high, I think. Yep, absolutely. Thumbs up for absolutely. me. I thought it was a good song. Yep. Another thing about this album, majority of the songs definitely up until uh, the first half a dozen, definitely they're in and out. Absolutely. They're it's, in it, and out. It's tight and compact. Nothing's um, hanging around too yeah. long. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Dance Commander's their, uh, their perennial set closer. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh no way! Okay, I thought that would be a good opener as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've always wanted them to because, like we've said, they're sardonic. They're a bit cheesy. They're massively tongue in cheek. The opening track on the second album is called uh, "Rock and Roll Evacuation," and I've Mm -hmm. always thought it'd be great if they close with that. Mm -hmm. And as they're playing it, everybody fucks off. Yeah, just keep on playing till everyone (laughs) goes. Yeah, (laughs) fade and repeat. Yeah, just all the way through. (laughs) All right then, track two. Caesar ZZ Top references that were on that one as well, can't yeah, you, on that song? Yeah. There's a lot of songs about fucking on this, isn't there? All loads. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't. Yeah. Oh, there's more throughout the catalogues. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yes, definitely from looking at them yeah. uh, song titles. Yeah. I think that's what hooked me into the album, those first two lines. It's just uh, a 
weekend absolutely dripping with cheese and smarm and yeah. maybe a little bit sweaty and greasy as well. But uh, I've got so much love, I don't know where to put it. <laughs> I feel so good, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's it's so, oh, it's so discotheque wreck, isn't it? And I, I just discotheque wreck. <laughs> oh, always a tune. It's yeah. a tune. But uh, it's it's like it, it kind of embodies the guy that that song's about really just mm, just mm. that whole delivery and um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah again the music's embellished by I think the vocal and the delivery it, it's like there's there's a consistent character singing it and, and you kind of build up an affinity for yeah, it yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like oh, I remember a guy um, I used to know and knock about with years ago but um he had a bit of the blonde, a quiff with the blonde highlights <laughs> and the denim jacket and he nice. chewed the gum and his yeah. favourite uh, favourite artist for the likes of Luther Vandross and Alexander O'Neill. Oh, really? O'Neil. Yeah. Smooth, dude. It, yeah, kind of one of these. <laughs> and it's just, but he really had the gift of the gab and it was, they're just, it, it's that kind of delivery you could imagine him giving unironically, <laughs> but getting away with. Oh, Brings man. a smile to the face. Yes, yeah, definitely. I, we didn't say, sorry, Electric Demons in Love, that was yeah. called as well. Um, yeah, it's a decent, it's a decent following second single. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was, it was, it was. Um, what's the word? It was, it was solid. Yeah, it's tight yeah. and compact. I think maybe mm. it misses that one big hook, mm. which mm. a lot of the other stuff does have. It, this album leans very heavily into its hooks. I think, yeah, I think they're reliant oh, yeah. on, on that because something else that's a bit of a recurring theme. It's which is again, I don't think they went chasing the chasing that mainstream success that mm-hmm. they got because they don't. A lot of the songs don't really follow um, that conventional mainstream structure of cur- verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that they're just kind of in and out. They do their own thing. How old is um? I don't know what you want to call him, Tyler Dick. Yeah. How old pro- is he? He's. I'll say he's probably old about fifty now. Yeah. Because you yeah. said before, didn't you? Went to some gig where it was literally just. Him in a little yeah tw- venue. Uh, twice at the same venue yeah had a yeah. drink with him the first time yeah and, uh, yeah he's only a little guy mm-hmm. um, yeah he looks tall yeah. on the going to the danger high voltage video yeah he looks like a you know a yeah. taller man yeah I'd put him in about five six five seven okay. maybe yeah nice guy good laugh knows Britain inside out knows every corner of this country yeah, I suppose he's um quite grateful as you say because they're you know they have been he sold a lot more records here. well yeah. I don't know has, have they sold more records here than in America as well mm. I know I they know. they play bigger venues over here mm. and they mm. don't play big venues but they do play bigger venues over here um, nowadays what are they like at level at I mean now, yeah. I read, it's hard to bloody yeah. table anybody oh. nowadays Academy 2 like Academy 2 yeah, yeah. kind of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay they got anything lined up yeah they're over in December um, of this year yeah yeah yeah, okay. at Academy Ma- Two. At Academy yeah. Two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. May or may not get to that. It's it's normally the first week in December. Uh-huh. Yeah, normally park up in the cage opposite the mailbox, have a walk down in the freezing mm. cold. I was looking for something. I'm going to uh, Manchester the first week of December that weekend. So from the Thursday. So me and Lindsay were having a look, see what was on. You know, remain yeah. see if we could get to something. But yeah, I know the Christmas market's on, but uh, <laughs> it's just going to cost me money yeah. every way going. So Electric Demons in Love carries on very nicely. The next song is the fantastically titled Naked Pictures, parentheses, of your mother. Another classic rock in- intro as well. It bangs like mm-hmm. I like this one.
This is a banger. I put this is in my like top five kind of thing of the album. I'm not too keen on this breakdown bit. Gonna say exactly the same thing. The transition yeah. out of the chorus back into the verse is yeah. a bit okay. ropey. That's the worst thing about it. Well, hang on, this lead as well though. Sleazy man. I love oh, a bit yeah. of just sleazy yeah. kind of that era rock. Great. They do like a solo. They do mm. love a solo. Mm. And. Uh, Dick will always introduce it with a solo. <laughs> uh, full thumbs up for me on this one. Love it. Yeah, Great song. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, probably if you... Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, first five really work together mm-hmm. quite, quite cohesively for me. It's um, They're snappy and I think they work best as a collective. Um, if you were kind of put them out of sync, maybe um, put them on a playlist, they might not have the um, mm, mm. the same kind of resonance. But yeah, I, I'd agree that the uh, the transition out, out of the chorus um, is a bit uh, it's a bit, bit clunky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Subject matter a bit juvenile for us now, or are you uh, loving it? This is like it, this is a bit darkness. The lyrics are, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but I think they managed to. Uh, I, I think they're just on the right side of that divide to pull it off. Mm. So we've talked about comedy bands, American comedy bands as well, because I think <sighs> with Brits with American comedy. You either you're either all in or you hate it. But oh yeah, there's no salt. No, <laughs> none whatsoever. But uh, like Bloodhound Gang. Well, uh, Bloodhound Gang, but what, definitely perfect example. The one I was going to go for was Tenacious D. Tenacious what's, D. What's funny about them? I don't get it. You know, I just do not get it at all. I th- I thought you were a big Tenacious D guy. Yeah, but I've never really got them. No, not at all. Even though I do think um, I heard a song this week because after this album, I just let it play. Yep. And it just chucks up random songs. And I think it was Rise of the Phoenix. Okay. And I thought that was a bit of a tune, actually, okay. by Tenacious Day. But I thought you were a big fan of them. I thought Ooh. you were a big Jack Black guy. In terms of Jack Black, um, so one of my favourite novels of all time is High Fidelity. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. And watched the film adaptation, thought they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never seen or heard of Jack Black. Um, so this is might have been where it came from. Because as a fan of the book, I was like... Oh, the guy they got to play Barry, he absolutely nailed it. No, I don't He's think brilliant. I've seen it. That guy's going to be a star. Um, and the next time I saw him in something, I can't remember what it was, but I was I was really excited. I was like, oh, it's, it's Barry from High Fidelity, mm-hmm. and he played the exact same character. And then the next mm-hmm. film I saw, he played the exact same character. I was like, okay, he just plays himself. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Vince Vaughn's never played yeah. anybody different yeah. in any film. Yeah. And Cage. <laughs> Cage. <laughs> But you love Cage for it. Oh. That's like his gimmick. <laughs> oh, He's a red flag. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, um, that song's really good. Love it. Think it's fantastic. Uh, I say, top ones. Love the sleazy riff. Reminds me of a Guns N' Roses riff. Yeah. That, that verse. 
yeah. you know, go yeah. along, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Maybe uh, out to get me or something off yeah. appetite kind yeah. of thing. When they play it live, um, there's two songs he gives Dave or Dave. Um, that's his stage name yes, um, nice. the uh, second guitarist name but he um, he plays the lead riff on that and he plays um, the riff on the next track as well when they play it live but uh-huh. um, there's a few he does but those are the two he gives the two guitarists he gives one the intro for each of the big singles on this album but yes. for um, for Naked Pictures he gives Devay the intro as well just <laughs> just so he can kill that riff and he does kill it Okay, so the next song would would be their biggest song worldwide of ever, definitely in England. I would say second behind the other one on this album because this is the one they get all the cat... Sorry, the other one is the one they get all the cat calls for and I don't understand why because for me this is the big one. Well, this was commercially the bigger hit anyway. Am am I correct in this? it, It is called the Soul Child Radio Mix all the while. That's attached to the streaming services, and I don't quite understand why. Because on the album track listing, it's not like that. But yeah, okay, but is it the same? It's song? the same track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we 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 know it obviously as Danger High Voltage. You've heard it. I've heard it. Let's hear it a bit more. definitely spoke with somebody else i don't know if it was you or, or another one about the rhythm section of a band oh yeah yeah and i we think this it, yeah. this song really shows that the bass and the drums really really drive everything on this song yeah definitely this incarnation of electric six were together for such a short period mm-hmm. so it's difficult to absolutely say but i'd say that i think they had the best chemistry Mm. Of any lineup that they've had, albeit short lived, and yeah, that 100% that comes through in this track uh, um, section definitely. And I think in order to get to that next level, you, your bassist and your drummer have to be on point, don't they? Yeah. Oh, sax is sex as well, as we know. Yeah, the sax is <laughs> a cracking outro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as I've said on previous, um, well, as I said on the Killers episode, quite quite a bit as well. Um, because I think this is what let a couple of tracks on there down that could have been really good. Um, in order for songs to really ascend that next level, if they're going above like three, four minutes, they've got to be going somewhere. They've got, got to, to have build, something. Yeah, they've got to be building to something. That, that, they've got to um, mix it up. Was it Andy, you're a star? Yeah. He's, he's primed for going into something yeah. and it doesn't. And it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've never been more let down by a track that we've done on this um, <laughs> that we've done on this, this podcast that, that, than that one. I was I was really expecting bigger things from it. Um, as I say, this was massive. It got to number two on the UK charts. Uh, it was held off the top spot at the time by the uh, the freshly crowned Pop Idols winner, Girls of Girls Allowed with Sound of the Underground. Okay, so fair. It was, it was a massive song, like yeah. in Britain British terms, that kept them off. Um, yeah, 18th to the 1st, 2003. I imagine the majority of people listening to this have seen the video of the song yep. as well, which was a big thing. They had the, the glowing and throbbing groinal areas of... It's a classic video. Yeah. <laughs> of that. He, he's the only one in the band in the video, though, isn't he? 
Yes. Yes. There's only him in there. So. Yeah. And the the other uh, the, the woman, woman in the video is an actor. Um, not that's not the person doing the uh, the vocal. The Elephant vocal. in the room. Yeah. It's never been confirmed. Hundred percent. They're neither confirmed nor denied. But it's pretty much accepted that it's Jack White. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ja- not Jack Black. Jack White. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> not even planned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't the band say that it was just somebody who won a comp, a mechanic yeah. who won yeah. a competition? Yeah, he's credited as <laughs> yeah. just just under a name, and they said, yeah, it was a fan who um, who won a competition to uh, to be on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, it's a positive song, probably their most overheard song. You know what I mean? If I'm going to give it a bit of a of a negative slant, but... I'd go for the one later on the album in that respect as well. For me, <sighs> but this... I think that one's in and out as well. Like done. It is. Yeah. It is. The, this one's you, more... I, I'm getting... The, you don't like it. Well, the the aforementioned gay bar song, yeah. yeah. Are you not a fan? I've had my fill of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, Danger High Voltage, I can't really throw any intellectual light on it or offer you anything profound, but just for me, it's, it's good times. And in the, in the regard of sort of big singles... Yeah. And iconic singles, for me, maybe a bit controversial, but one of the best ever. The the sixty sixth highest selling single of two thousand and three. As low as that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought that actually when I looked yeah. at it, I thought, oh, it might have been. It's a bit. I still think being there first song, it was possibly seen as a bit niche for the mass, masses. But it got, got to number two. Yeah, it would have. That would have been a number one yeah. song were it not for Girls Aloud yeah. becoming I, a thing. Yeah, I think. Th- would you say that was maybe through the lens of being a bit niche and that being mm. their first song, perfect sort of synopsis of how maybe the die was cast mm. and they were always swimming against that tide forevermore? Okay, well, we'll have one more and then we'll, we'll have a bit of a break. Uh, this is probably the other one of my favourite songs. This, the chorus to this song has been absolutely stuck in my head ever since I first listened to it. and it's called She's White or White So 70s um, glam rock up there First time I heard that, I was born to excite her. She grew whiter. Fantastic, fantastic songwriting that is. What's it about? In these, in these, beyond um, enlightened times. Yeah, in yeah, these times. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there, there, there may be question marks now. Um, yeah, there's one thing maybe slapping you in the face. Yeah, potentially. Um, I think the what I've taken. It's never felt pernicious to me, but. I can see why anybody would kind of question it. Um, I think 
sort of the new girl now. Um, maybe is the white like pure innocence in contrast to the girl in the first verse who um, made you a prisoner in her dungeon of flesh. Ah. I always used to hear that as dungeon of fish until, <laughs> un- until rec- very, very recently. <laughs> dungeon of fish. Yeah, that, that's how it always <laughs> always sounded. Um, it's embedded enough in that contrast that I never questioned it. It doesn't feel that way. Um, that's not to say that there maybe aren't undertones that there potentially, or maybe it might be a a very very subtle commentary on something i mean they have thrown could it be makeup could it be like a a, potentially but i mean they've thrown lines into tunes um later on like um in a a song called it ain't punk rock there's a rhyming couplet why are all the white people filled with hate why do archaeologists excavate so (laughs) so it could just literally be this this rhymes like an old gallagher lyric I, I, I take it that way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I, I'll listen to any argument that it's not. Oh, I don't think this is a highly motivated, charged lyric at all. But they don't seem that way inclined. But we're but, 40-year-old white guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who are we to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, on, on the rhyming, on the chorus, it's hammy as fuck. Mm. But the delivery is self-aware. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. It is very much so. Yeah, 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 I do agree. As I say, definitely in my, probably in my top three. That naked picture of your mother and something else. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably take them. Okay. I wonder if you share my number one. <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's good. I love it. We'll have a break. Yeah, you got any more to say about that? Let's let it play out okay. and uh, grab a comfort break. All right, back in a second. Get in touch with this here podcast and have your opinions or questions read out at the start. You can get in touch via jukeboxpod at gmail.com or follow the show on Facebook or Instagram. Leave a review. Thanks for helping out. Hope you're enjoying it. Flashy, I didn't think. It's basically like a, a hip hop song, there ain't much guitars. I didn't realise it was Fred and the Boys until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah who's, who's the drummer now? It's not John Otto. It's not John Otto. No, it's not. Um, I don't know. I he's should a, probably know. He's about half their age. I saw him on Dollar Police yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. That's when I clocked it, actually, that it was a different guy. Uh, but yeah, hey. I'm sure the album will be forthcoming. 
Indeed. Uh, we are getting up to Chinese democracy lengths of time now, aren't we? I think Today. so. Mind you, they Limp Biscuit have officially split and regrouped in that time, so mm. you've got to take that time period out, haven't you? Whereas <laughs> Axel just sat on, sat on rotating session musicians for years and years, didn't they? It, it, it's not um, an original thought, but if that really would have been the Axl Rose solo album, yeah. not a Guns N' Roses album, yeah. it probably would have been... Wouldn't have had half the pelters it yeah. Definitely yeah. not. Okay, we'll get back into what we're doing, which is the Electric Six album, Fire. The last song we left off was track five, She's White. She's White. She's Whiter Than White. And now we'll head back in with track six, which rhymes with that, I Invented the Night. <laughs> Of where the album changes a little bit. Yeah, it's. I've got this as a bit of a palate cleanser mm. um, after the um, the full throttle of the first yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, five yeah. tracks. I think it's needed. Yeah, I don't think you can go full break now. Yeah. That said, I think it's the weakest track so far. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a little bit. You could have a following in every town that you go. Solid yet unspectacular. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's 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 it serves its purpose. It's cheesy, smooth. Again, that element that they've established gives it a dimension it may not have otherwise had in yeah in different hands. Um, not crazy about it. Still pop for it the one time I saw it live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I think the second half of the album is. Of lower goodness, of lower quality. Maybe not lower quality, but there's less hooks yeah. than the Defin- first half. Definitely album. less hooks, and I've come in with kind of pre-prepared with the admission that I can see why anybody wouldn't like this album. I can see why anybody wouldn't like any particular tracks. I can see any, why anybody wouldn't like them mm, in general. Mm, mm. I get it. I think that's where the um, the whole thing that we talked about on the previous episode. Where, where I mentioned them was, um, you know, who's no one else really into, who hasn't got that following, who's your outlier. And that's kind of why I picked them because they speak to me, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get why anybody else would dismiss them out of hand. I do get it. I, I just think like a vast, as we said, a vast percentage of the population literally know them from two songs yep. and probably think they're the only two songs they did I was completely flabbergasted when you said how many albums I'd done oh yeah and then when I looked and saw it was 14 I was like wow that's a lot yeah. <laughs> especially since 2003 yeah that's a lot that's they, until the last couple of years they've churned they churn one out pretty much every October yeah and then get on the road and tour it and that's again I think why the um, they've got some ropey ones mm-hmm. in some ropey tracks in that catalogue mm-hmm. uh, um not everything hits. Definitely not. No, definitely no, no. not. If they had six albums, they could potentially have six bangers if they uh, if they had oh, some okay. stuff on yeah. the cutting room floor. But I don't think their established business model allows that. And <laughs> I think a degree, certainly with Keith, who used to be, uh, who was probably the longest standing bass player. Yeah, it was the reason he left the band. But I personally attribute a lot of their turnover to 
some of the musicians just can't handle their schedule. Yeah, because you've really yeah. got to be in the studio recording, putting it out, touring it. That's that's, that's basically that's it. Isn't they, it? They never stop. No, I think the only thing that stopped them is COVID. Mm. Since mm. I've known mm. known them and followed them. Okay, next track. Uh, this seems to be a bit of a live favourite. Somebody could have thought that was us talking then, and it wasn't. <laughs> Everybody's doing what they shouldn't be doing. Everybody's doing it in the middle of the street. Everybody's moving what they shouldn't be moving. Everybody's moving it in the middle of the street. Improper dancing. Literally, it's like Noel, Noel Rogers is bloody um, in the mixing desk, isn't it, on the producing uh, credits? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They uh, they always announce this live, or well, Dick always announced it live um, bef- before they break into it as, uh, I think we should move directly, in- I feel like we should move directly into the dance material at this point. <laughs> and yeah, it's a proper bop, it's great to drive to. Proper driving tune. Yeah, I like this one. No, this is not a bad song, actually. It's a good one. It's um, where that one song, which song was it that we didn't like the breakdown as much in? In Naked Pictures. Yeah, that kind of, it's the same kind of as the lead on that, and uh, it works a lot better there, I feel. I quite like the transitions on this. I like the big uh, breakdown and build back up. And you've got the you've got the bit at the end with the stop, and then yes. you continue. Yeah, and, um, like that, yeah. and a lot of households, someone says stop. Someone else says hammer time. In our house, someone says stop and someone else says continue. <laughs> and again, I've, I hate to keep harking... Well, I apologise for keep harking back to back to them live. But a great trick that they do is when they play this live, they'll get to the stop, they'll stop, they'll play another song in its entirety afterwards. When they finish that song, they'll hit continue and then they'll finish this track. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, when you don't expect it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, once you know it's coming, it's, it loses its luster a little bit, but you'd be disappointed if they didn't do it. <laughs> You thought I was going to let it run till then, didn't you, though? <laughs> I suspected you might. <laughs> Stretching a bit. I knew we had to get to your favourite song. Uh, the next track is the other song, which you said people would probably say is, oh, this is the Electric Six song. It won the Q and Kerrang, both their videos of the year. Well, the first word is girl, not you, isn't it? In the song. I thought it was always you, but apparently it's girl. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, that's it. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's girl, apparently. But hey, here, let's have a listen. Okay. Start a nuclear war at the game. 
Who are we to argue with genius? <laughs> that, that, that was just doing it there. It, there was a whole discussion on uh, songmeanings.com yeah. about it. And people, loads of people were like, oh, I thought it was always you. And I have always sang it as you. Half their entire Ask UK him. fan base. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll drop him a message and say... Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously this is there goes be- my belief system. <laughs> they go out the window. Yeah. Obviously, this has got an uh, edited version, which yes. I believe was purely put in for the BBC. Okay. Yeah, let's, they let's didn't do like... It. They didn't like the, let's start a war. Start, start a, a nuclear, nuclear war. war. Yeah. Um, they want to... What is it? Let's do a Reddit. An edit. <laughs> do a radio edit. Let's go on Reddit. <laughs> let's go on Reddit. <laughs> let's goddamn get on Reddit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... We don't need to play any more of that. Everybody knows the song. And I don't need to hear it ever, ever, ever again. <laughs> oh, is that like your Wonderwall for me kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. yeah. Pure novelty song. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they probably hate playing it. Oh, yeah. Like a like Cobain-esque level. Or... Yeah. Looking on Setlist FM, that seemed to be their most played song. Yeah. They bust it out every time because they know that there's someone in the crowd who expects it. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The three top tracks were Gay Bar. Danger High Voltage and Dance Commander. Yeah. The rest of the uh, top, I think, top six, seven words songs not on this album. So, yeah, yeah. I'll Buy the Drugs probably on yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. I'll Buy the high. Drugs, that was one. Um, Dan and McDonald's will be high. That mm-hmm. is a banger. Yeah, that, yeah, that is always McDonald's, a hot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Always a highlight of the set. They put uh, Gay Bar Part 2 on the album Flashy. Yep. Yeah? Yep, better track. Better track. Let's have a little, little bit of that. Is it reminiscent in any way? No way, shape or form. I think we talked a little bit about it in the break, yeah. didn't we? And the lyrics call back to a lot of their tracks that preceded it. And the yes. line that uh, pertains to Gay Bar, it's basically um, a scathing retort. Everybody who's waiting for them to record another Gay Bar, basically. That's, Hence Gay Bar Part 2 yeah, kind of thing. Everybody's yeah. waiting for Gay Bar Part 2 to mm. get in the sea. It literally is nothing like it, is it? Absolutely not. No, it's it's like I say, it's references lifted from their catalogue up to that point, and it's knowingly self-referential to mm-hmm. the point where I think they're just saying, "Look, we don't want to do this." We'll How many albums in was that? I would Flash say it? that's the fifth album, oh, okay. maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fourth or fifth? They've had, they haven't had anything which has really approached commercial success. No, they? no, not not no. since these. These initial tracks, yeah, as you say, the vast vast majority of even people who pay close attention to music beyond the mainstream Mm -hmm. tend to be surprised when oh they're still plugging away. Mm. I we'll get to it, but the last track on the album, I I definitely can remember hearing on the radio. I thought that was a single as well, but hey, the official charts website says no, it wasn't. But check the video. And there's a video to video's it. Video's good. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely remember hearing it on Kerrang! at the, the time. Uh, next track is, uh, following on from Gay Bar's Start a Nuclear War, is Nuclear War on the Dance Floor. 
another route one chorus. Yeah, um, this track and the next track really, I really classify the more as skits of, or vignettes than actually fully formed okay, songs. Okay, yeah. Is it the next one that's really short? I th- they're, they're both sub two minutes. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think in both, there's green shoots are good ideas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, in this one, sort of, at the end of the first verse, the uh, the demented croon is definitely the uh, the highlight. That's that's the real asset and the hook yeah, in yeah, this yeah. one. But, uh, yeah, uh, maybe that indicates them maybe not being as rounded songwriters as they'd become. At the become. time, first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I quite like that. If, man, get in and out in a two-minute song... Down, drag it on. Lots of bands would just really drag it out to double. Metallica and Santanga, they'd make their own eight, eight <laughs> minutes epic. <laughs> It'd just be nuclear war, nuclear war, <laughs> nuclear war. What album was Shoot Me Again on? That one? Was that? Was yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. Shoot me again, shoot me again, shoot I'm me again. Yet. I'm not dead yet. Shoot me again, shoot <laughs> me again. I'm not dead, I'm not dead. It was Santanga. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On that. But yeah, nuclear war on the dance floor. Yeah, two minutes. Ah, it's, it's inoffensive. It's it's got a nice riff. Begins very pistolsy kind of thing yep. as it's going to come in. All right. Next song. Um, getting into the jam. Would that be a reference, as in getting into the band, the jam? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Jam fan. Um, mm. We're going to touch on Mister Weller soon, aren't we? Mm, he'll be on the, the. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Proper haircut. <laughs> the Arctic Monkeys. Hmm. That's interesting because that, that um, riff, you know what I mean? Yeah, the the kind of. Um, the left field arrangement of it, it's it wouldn't sound out of place in maybe a mod pattern project. Okay, well Christ, anything wouldn't <laughs> what would sound out of place in a mod well, pattern? That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of uh, Mr. Bungle? Not so much Mr. Bungle, but mm. uh, my f- I'd say probably for me the best one of Pattern's non face no more projects would be Tomahawk. I don't think I've heard Tomahawk actually. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I've heard that one. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Faith and more be an interesting, uh, interesting one to do an album. Absolutely, because I mean, you, you talked oh. with them about them with Gaz uh, yeah. a bit, didn't you? And um, I'm not mega up on the Faith and more. Now the odd album. Yeah, it's not King for a Day. I'd, I'd know quite well. King for a Day. Angel Dust. Uh, Angel Dust, sort of. I've definitely heard it, but yeah. Um, What's the other one as well? Uh, real thing. Yeah, real thing. I've heard yeah, as well. That's a hell of a three album run. Mm. Really oh yeah, is. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I did find it interesting when they they played Download. It would have been at the time. Yes, was it's been sort of in the last. I say recently. It's going to be the last six, seven years, yeah, isn't it? In the, in the last decade, definitely. And I think like Corn were giving them massive. Plaudits, weren't they? Saying, oh, definitely. This is um, the band which inspired it, which you absolutely. can see. Yes, 100%. 100% no face, no yeah. more, no corn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of bands, actually. I think they're very yeah. influential. Yeah, that funky element and that, uh, that, that down tuning, definitely mm. the the, um, the genesis of that's got to have come from face, no more. Mm. Um, getting into the jam, I said Arctic Monkeys there. Around this time in 2003, 
there was a massive amount, was there not, of especially UK indie landfill bands. <laughs> you like, yeah. Your Kaiser Chiefs were massive. Yeah, Kasabian. Uh, Kasabian. I see, I don't mind some Kasabian. Um, but worse bands that, like the Future Heads. Um, uh, what was that Im who went out with that bird who was on Big Brother? Spencer. Oh, uh, Towers of London. Uh, Towers of London as well, yeah. yeah. Um, was, there, was there another Big Brother-esque relationship? See, I, I've never got the high brand no, Arctic Monkeys no, name. Um, ordinary Boys, you think? Ordinary of? Boys, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Where I got Towers of London from, I've no idea. Uh, Towers I'm of London. Thinking, uh, I know, I'm thinking of blokes who walked off, never mind the Buzzcocks. That's How did they? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Ordering Boys guy definitely did. Oh, oh yeah, he did. Did yeah, Donny yeah. Tourette walk off the Buzzcocks? Don't know. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a Towers of London guy. Okay. Was Piers Morgan ever on it? <laughs> I saw somebody was giving Piers a bit of a slack, a uh, bit of slack, a bit of stick this week because he was saying about Daniel Craig turning up for the Bond. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Premier. Premier. And he was wearing a pink jacket, wasn't he? Okay. And he was like. Uh, Oh, you know, it doesn't look like James Bond. It looks like more like Austin Powers. And then someone replied to him was like, I think you might be getting reality and um, what's it called? Yeah. Reality and then film and fiction, fiction mixed, mixed up. up yeah. Yeah. Where do you stand on Bond? Bond? Yeah. I haven't seen fully any of the Daniel Craig Bonds. No, no. I, I would. Nor me. I would. I just, no. I don't mind a Bond film. Oh, man, Roger Moore was when I was growing up. Same. So uh, I've never, I haven't seen anything post Dalton. This afternoon, and they were playing the one where you know I don't think I expect you to die. You know, and they're lifting him up with, with Blofeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was on TV this afternoon, and I watched a little bit of it, and it was absolutely atrocious. Actually, the bit that I saw, yeah, it was really wooden, stilted. Yeah. But I think Roger Moore was that cheesy bullshit Bond, really, wasn't he? He, he definitely hammed it up to the nth mm. degree. I liked Piers Brosnan. As Bond. See, never saw any Brosnan. Really? Yeah. No, ah. I, st- I stopped at Dalton. Stopped oh, okay. at Dalton. oh, Christ, really? Yeah. 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 Ah. Now, we've talked again before we came on air about uh, about gigs, didn't we? Yes. And um, I've got tickets to see Tool. It's going to be my first gig, yes. in, uh, gig in three Tool years. Tool in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, myself and, uh, and a mate are going to, uh, going to see them. And we're taking a young lad. Uh, with us, who mm. we we haven't actually met, we, we we know his other half, and she's asked, "Look, will you, we we take my lad? He's um, how old is he? Yeah, mid twenties. Okay, yeah. Um, his name in the evening. Well, his surname. <laughs> if you're out there, dude, um, <laughs> looking forward to meeting you. But uh, his surname's Powers, and he's going with two bald blokes. <laughs> so he's gonna be he's gonna be getting it all night. Yeah. No way, that's a strange setup, isn't it? It's like oh yeah, she's, she's, oh. he likes to all. He's he massively into to all. He doesn't know anybody else. He, none of his friends like mm, like him. Mm. Um, will you take him? Well, yeah, go on. Clearly, you can't show him a good time, so we're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah fair play. <laughs> hey, well, fair play to um, I don't know the guy out there. I hope he has a nice time. I hope you have a nice time. Indeed. Yeah, to all man. I don't know how I could take that gig. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think Bit of an endurance test. I think you've got to be bought in, haven't you? I'd have to give oh, that some yeah. serious listening yeah. before going. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fairness um, to the young lady in question, we see it because oh, I'm fully prepared. It's going to be a sausage fest, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have you seen There's that uh, the film about Oasis at Nebworth has yeah, come yeah. out the last yeah. week? Uh, and I was listening to something on one podcast and they were saying how it changed from. I don't know. When a band's big and cool and very 
of the time. Fuck loads of girls get to the gigs, don't they? Yeah. And they're popular. And then it said the, the erosion of the female contingent at yeah. uh, Oasis gigs to more just like lads yeah. and that kind of thing. And I think Tool's going to be the other way. It's going to be like lads, lads, isn't it? It's going to be like, um, yeah. fucking hell, you know, I'm leaving the house, lads. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. It's going to be, um, we're all going to own like, the selfish gene by Richard Dawkins, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, I can't speak for anything because I dress like a 20-year-old all the time, but it's literally going to be black T-shirts and jeans all the way through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, not there's anything wrong with that because that's how I dress all the time, but hey, I'd probably fit right in there, then. Running back into this one, Vengeance and Fashion... So I've had a bit of that. Yep. To me, I tell you what, actually, listening through to them now, I'm I'm liking them a bit more as well. I don't know if okay. they, I don't know if they're all just growing after hearing them more and more. Yeah. But definitely on my listens through, I thought the second half of the album was a bit similarity, and it it just didn't grab me as much as the first half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I first half like definitely more instant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I like the riffs. Yeah. I like all the stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just. It just. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth there um, because yeah, I would say the second half of the album reveals itself more after you've heard like the first five, six tracks, mm-hmm. 30, 30, 40 times. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. I didn't think it was as as root one. As the ones beforehand, yeah, probably because it just doesn't have the... Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. I, I fully expected the chorus to be, Vengeance and Fashion! Yeah. Vengeance and Fashion! Yeah. I think, in fact, this track has no chorus, does it? It it's doesn't just, really. It's just the narrative. Yeah. yeah. I just think this this track, more than any in the second half of the album, this is the one that's easiest to sleep on, I think. I, I like, the, like the understated horns. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. low in the mix, but I think they do add... Uh, I mean, I'm not normally a fan of the horn, yeah. neither. Like, yeah. the horns, um, yeah. yeah. They, they had a certain seasoning. Some of the... Uh, a couple of the lyrics in this, I just... They just absolutely slay me. I love them. Mm. I love the... Um, it's like... <laughs> the vocals, he's almost playing a character throughout the whole album. It's like a, mm. b- a bit of a twat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the kind of vocals from the standpoint of someone lacking self-awareness, but he's... The delivery is like knowing that, and the lyrics really play into that. I love oh, the two yeah. bits like in here, like you know that my suit costs more than your house. But the <laughs> the, the bit that I really love is is the is the uh, the couple of lines. I like the way she's looking. She's looking like a hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 fantastic. It absolutely gets me. It's like <laughs> that's good writing. Actually, yeah, right? so that's good. That's to good. use a term from uh, f- from literature on it, the, the big ones, uh, <laughs> the big ones, um, Nick in the Great Gatsby is uh, they're, they're like the term the unreliable narrator. And okay, I think yeah. that's that, that's the lens yeah, that yes, uh, yeah, the lyrics yeah. on this album written through, <laughs> and that's a good example of that. Easy to sleep on this track. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if you're not listening and paying attention, you miss a lot. And in a lot of the lyrics, actually, throughout the album, um, you could be very throwaway, but listening in, there's a there's a definitely a, a certain je ne sais quoi to the to the lyric writing and everything. 
Yeah, last last but one track is I'm the Bomb. Is this your one? This is my number one. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Because I was thinking, I can't see it being synthesizer. Because that's completely different to anything else on the album, I feel. Okay, last but one track. Up on that intro, that really reminds me of something that does. The uh, the discovery. If you mentioned Noel Rogers already, it's mm. it, it's it's quite Noel Rogers. You can oh, see yeah. Daft Punk from uh, sampling that. Yeah. Oh yeah. From a bit get looker. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I believe this is the longest song in the album as well. It's the slowest burn, definitely the slowest burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now yeah. that you mentioned that, I've never actually thought of that, but it surely is. It's got to be. It, once again, it's got that 70s kind of... There's a very yeah. strong 70s vibe running throughout all of this. Absolutely. This is where it wears it most starkly. Um, for me, it's, it's a slow burn. It's got um, the best verse and lyric flow. Um, for me, it's, it's the best example of how I say how their fleeting fame was uh, was accidental because I think it's the best demonstration of them not adhering to that mainstream structure oh, of, yeah, of, of songwriting so. because it it's a long verse it's a short refrain chorus mm-hmm. there's a bit of a bridge slash interlude back into the chorus the end so it's it, it's not delivering what the people expect oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely it's unconventionally like from the other definitely unconventional yeah, I like. I love the. Um, it's such a simple guitar sound, but I love the like. The, it, it's like sleazy, fizzy kind yeah. of buzzy guitar sound. I love that. Definitely, um, from America. We said about the the UK indie, but you've got the garage rock. Yeah, coming from America. That's around this time, isn't it? I think this White Stripes, probably coincided with the Strokes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and you've got. Jack Black, Jack White, Jack Black, Jack White, yeah. Jack White on here, who's um, obviously one of the uh, one of the most prominent figures in that little revival. Oh at the yeah, beginning yeah, of the definitely, 2000s. definitely. Would see, you know, after that though, it does tail off a bit, doesn't it? The the standard of bands, do you massively, feel? Yeah. massively, yeah. Do you remember bands in the UK as well? Like, um, what was that? Uh, An honest, the bravery, oh. and, and shit like that. Yes, only too well. <laughs> Uh, all them, like even bands like um, Maximo Park and shit like that. You know what I mean? I just never. Yeah. When when anything hits, there's always diminishing returns, isn't there? It's you, um, usually though. No bigger example than new metal, which is a recurring touchstone mm, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- you know, after that initial wave, it was just Xerox copies of Xerox copies, wasn't it? Yeah, to a, yeah, less and less uh, returns. But usually from a. From a genre of music, something sticks around, doesn't it? Yeah. And like leaves some of that is, is felt. But I don't think any of them British indie bands from the early to mid noughties really nothing lives on from them, does it? From the American counterparts, the garage rock, yeah, but unless you tack in 
the previously mentioned Arctic Monkeys in with that movement, mm. um, where there's an element in their earlier stuff, but they sort of curtailed into a uh, not a completely different direction, but they um, they certainly broke the cherry blossom out, didn't they, and re- really polished it up. And um, oh, I just think they always come across as cunts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when they've been on. I like, can't even follow that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, you know, Liam, Liam's been a bit of a cunt in his time as well. But I think there's a, enough of a twinkle in his eye and enough of an unknowingly, you know, stupidness. But um, I don't know. I think they just. Way, trying way too hard to be the cool kids and, and the, the, the they've nerdy gone, cool kids. They've gone too far the other way. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I think the only time I appreciated them was when they won a Brit Award and they went up on stage to collect, uh, collect it in tweed or they did a video acceptance and they were like wearing tweed and saying... Oh, thanks to Tarquin at the uh, you know the Brit School. <laughs> I remember him and all that kind of thing. I, that that worked. That hit, but. Are they still? They're still going. Oh, they're a going concern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been in the last couple of years. The most recent one. They've they they haven't registered really since. Oh, probably suck it and see. Hmm. Don't know. They've done anything since. Bet you look good on the dance floor. <laughs> one or two. <laughs> okay. Last track. Uh, synthesizer. This is the one that I definitely recognised. I remember it playing on the radio and stuff like that. Very different to everything else on the album. Yeah. Definitely. Different feel. Different yeah. vibe. Billy Jean. <laughs> you can shake it all around. You know one thing they do on a load of songs? You'll play the riff, the riff, the riff, the riff. Dun, and then it comes in yeah. loads on this album. Um, yeah, I can definitely remember hearing this because you can do my synthesizer. Yeah. What, what I really love about this, I mean, these lads, they're so in on the joke. It, uh-huh. It's untrue. I don't know how anyone would ever say otherwise. It's an ode to the synth and the synth part, which comes in in a bit. We're there now. It's predominantly just the same note repeated. Mm. So it's like, yeah. Mm. Hmm. It's, it, I don't mind this one actually. It's quite catchy. Yeah. It's got it's got the, the hooky bit. It's, yeah, it is. Um, he doesn't get through it. His vocals are very understated on this one. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, cracking live set opener. I was going to say, did they play this one live? Yeah, I've seen them open with it. Yeah. And it was uh, yeah, surprise that they opened, but good one. Yeah, it's again, it's dripping in. It's tongue in cheek. Mm. Definitely tongue in cheek. Video is fantastic. Mm, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. Um, Obviously, you didn't see this lineup of the band. No, no. What? When would you say is their peak? Ooh. Not of output yeah. necessarily, but as a live. Before every time you've seen them, six or seven maybe. That many, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when were they like kind of firing? For me, um, when I saw them, it would be around the time of maybe Mustang, which is. Bit, album nine or ten maybe. Okay, where we're we looking at like years. 
Fourteen ish, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see how they've compared to this era because, again, going by sort of the the chemistry apparent on this album, that Jules Holland performance, that that did appear. It seemed to be lightning in a bottle. If someone who'd followed them from inception as a wild bunch said they've never recaptured that magic, I'd I'd be inclined to believe it. Okay. But they're still a cracking live act. And I think, as I've mentioned with a couple of tracks, that I think they became more rounded songwriters yeah. um, as it progressed. Maybe that was something to do with some of the new members as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I would have thought so. You know what I mean? It's going to have that kind of effect, isn't it? Yeah. I was looking at the, the last gig that they played as well, Electric Six had played. And I was really surprised the last gig was only in on September 13th this year. Yeah, they're, they're, they're back yeah. They're back playing recently. Yeah. Um, don't recognise one of the members. Oh, really? From the new pictures. member again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, new drummer. So this was September 13th from Salt Lake City. Uh, from this album, they played uh, Nike Pictures, You Mom, Gay Bar, She's White, Improper Dancing, Danger High Vaulted, Synthesizer, and then for the encore, Dance Commander. Yeah. Which I thought was, I mean, to be honest, there was a lot of songs in the set. Yeah, they, I'll, they, I'll, they bust through a lot of material. They go, I think they go about 16, 17 for the main set and then two or three for encores, generally. Uh-huh. There was only one on this one, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that that was a lot of material, you know what I mean? From one, from from the first album, still doing now. It's probably the one that they've leaned most heavily on consistently. So I'd, I'd say that's fairly reflective. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe that could be due to the fact that they've got a new member and they're kind of breaking him in with the um, the mainstays. Got yeah, got yeah, got yeah, yeah. That makes sense, I suppose, definitely. Um, so yeah, did you say you're going to see them this this year? Yeah, try and get there. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> okay, right. So, all in all, if you're giving this album like um, you know, the grading. Yep. Again, what are you thinking? It's an outlier for me. It sits next. We mentioned Tool. You look at the other end of the spectrum, maybe something like I don't know, someone like Grouper. And is it, this one of your like? Would this be in your handful of like, favourite well, album things? Well, it's if if you bring it round to that term, favourite. I think the analogy that I've got is um, if you'd compare. Um, Say go to your DVD shelf for uh, younger listeners. That's those were the CD CDs of film before we had streaming. <laughs> the CDs of film. <laughs> they were. Um, you'd have Schind- say if you'd have Schindler's List on your uh, on your shelf. Mm. Um, by any metric you care to name, it's undoubtedly a better film than Groundhog Day. But how many times do you reach for it compared to Groundhog Day? You're yeah. reaching for Groundhog Day more. I love Groundhog Day. I love Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and something like I don't. Let's let's pull uh, pull an album out. Lift your skinny fist like Antennas to Heaven by Godspeed You Black Emperor. Okay. By any metric you care to name, better album than this. But this is this is one of my big go-to's. This this will come off my shelf more often than not, or mm-hmm. my virtual shelf as it is now. Mm-hmm. Maybe this and if, if I want that quick quick fire 
cheap dopamine hit. It's this or probably uh, how to win friends and influence people. Okay. By, um, or how to make friends how and make influence friends, people. Yeah. I should say how to win friends is the uh, the book it took its name from, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, the, yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the yes, original yes, yes, self-help yeah. book. But, um, yeah, um, music doesn't always need to be inherently challenging. You don't always want to be challenged, do you? Mm. So, so this is a massive go-to. So it's got its flaws. But as an album for me, it's a shitload of hooks with lashings of Stilton. And I'm happy to give it oh. a solid B, maybe leaning towards a B-. minus. Yeah. But that doesn't make it less of a favourite. Okay. Okay, no, that's that's that's, that's good. Um, to give it a grade, it's really hard when you look back on what you've given other albums and trying to fit it in. I can't, with a with a clear conscience, say, "Oh, this is a better album than uh, the Black Album or Vitology." I can't do that. Yeah. No, and I think that's that's a hundred percent justifiable viewpoint and one. You know I, what I mean? I probably wouldn't argue with. No. Nah. I'd, I'd say certainly objectively. You couldn't really make a case for it being better than either of those. It's like that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot better than I thought it than I would think it was. There I was expected a, you to give it a, nah, a pasting. Really nah, did. there was a lot. Of, I, I, I did think it, it fell into a bit samey on the second half and stuff like that. But I, you know, I enjoyed what I listened to. Yeah. I, I can't really give it anything more than like a D plus, really. Okay. And that sounds low, but it ain't. You know what I mean? It's a good. Yeah. It's a good album. I gave Vitology and, and um, the Black Album like C's, I think. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's not um, it's not as much of a chink in the in the uh, in the in the world of music as they are. Of course you know, not. You know of what I'm saying? Not. They're on a different uh, a different but, plateau. But I'll tell they? you what, it's a D plus recommended. It sounds. I discussed this with Neil. There was a a podcast that I listened to. It's not going now. But every album they had on there, they were oh I. Yeah. You know, just everything, and you're sitting there thinking, no, it ain't. <laughs> you know, you, you can't just be giving, throwing around A's willy-nilly, can yeah. you? Otherwise, it, it brings us back around to uh, to the Battle Royal analogy, doesn't it? There at, you at, go. At the start. There you yeah. go. What a remarkable brings us symmetry. Nice full circle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, you got a top three tracks? Um, top three, uh, She's White, um, Naked Pictures of Your Mother, and probably Dance Commander. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably be my three, I think. Yep. Okay. You're liking yeah. I'm the Bomb? I'm the Bomb, Improper Dancing. Yeah. And Danger. Oh, oh and Danger. Yeah, yeah I would have picked Danger, really. I just thought maybe it was a bit Route 1, but hey, uh, you know what I mean? You're, it is. You're more of the fan, so yeah. It is, but it, it it's up there in singles mm-hmm. across across the whole spectrum for okay. me. Okay, that's a good. And this is probably the first. Ah, no, the dist- I did the disturbed episode. That was something I wasn't very up on. But this is probably the next one along from there. It's yeah. a, a new album, which is. Even though I found myself going through doing all these episodes, I like literally never listen to them albums again. Yeah. It's like literally I've compartmentalised them in my brain, and yep. that's it. They're gone now yep. forever until a long time. Do you think you'll maybe dig into the catalogue maybe a bit? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's definitely stuff on here that's made me think, oh, yeah, I'll give that a punt. I'd say maybe give Zodiac a spin. Okay. There's the the recommendation from the pro. Uh, We're finished here. Before we we head out and Boyd gives us a track to play out, as always, you guys can get in touch. Um, Jukeboxpod at gmail.com. 
Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram. Give the likes, the reviews, the followers, everything. Um, let's spread the world. Let's get more people. Let's spread the world. <laughs> spread the world. Um, let's get more people listening. But, Mr. Stuart Boyd, what have you got to play us at? I hadn't give, I realised earlier mm. today I hadn't given this any thought whatsoever. Ooh, so I was these hope, are always the better yeah, ones. I was hoping this episode would throw up a bit of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I've just scribbled something down. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to give Mike Patton some love. So okay. let's go, go with some Tomahawk. Let's go with God Hates a Coward. Ooh. Tomahawk, God Hates a Coward. Yep. Mm-mm. I got you. This was released in 2001. Early Zer. Huh? Early Zer. I'd have pitched it around the same time as this album, but... Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just really unaware of it. Who are the other members of Tomahawk? No idea. Nah. But they're good. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you anonymous guys. (laughs) Well done, Tomahawk others. A James Bond earlier. It's got that James Bond thing on it. Duh, 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 duh. You can see where that comes yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> right, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Susie Dent for personal jukebox. Gotta love a bit of Susie, haven't you? <laughs> when, when I said that to Neil Strong, he said, Oh, Susie Dent, Dent has got an impressive rack on her. Has, has Boyd got one of equal uh, quality? But no, I don't think so. I hide it well. <laughs> Right, see you soon. Bye-bye. Listen closer to your mother. You can hear ocean roar. Sitting quiet in the corner.